episode 365, Reclaim Your Fitness with Jesse Walker, the anti-aging warrior. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com forward slash book. This episode is sponsored by TED Accelerator. If you do want to do a TEDx talk, and that is something on your list for 2019 or even 2020, if your answer is yes to any of that, your best lesson to my free TEDx Essentials training that you can easily find in the show notes this episode. Jump into that and please, you know, if you have any questions or someone you know wants to do a TEDx, please don't hesitate. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That'll jump straight to me. Get to the podcast. Right. If you're a man of a slightly older disposition like myself, closing on the big 4-0 this year myself and beyond, this is going to be a really useful episode for you. We have Jesse Walker on the line. He's the anti-aging warrior and he's the author of Fit Beyond 40. I met Jesse a couple of months ago. Real cool guy. And I had to get him on the show because, as I say, I'm closing in my 40th year and he's closing in on his 50th year. And he is a fit dude, but that's not the, the full story. It's not come easy to him. So we're going to dig into all of that in this episode and how you can, you know, age well. And even if you've let it slide a bit, how you can get back in the game. So firstly, Jesse, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? I am totally ready to awaken my alpha today. Thanks a lot for having me here, Adam. Awesome. No worries. I'm, you know, I, I had to add you on. Because there was a, there's a lot of people and we, we, we obviously connected and I thought this is, you know, a great show for my audience and you've got some value to share. So firstly, is there anything you'd like to add or highlight in that, that relatively fit bio? What are you all about at the moment? You know, um, my passion is helping other people um, achieve fitness in their later life the way that I had to do it for myself. Because truthfully, and you know this, I mean, you look around um, and you've seen the stats about how much of American, how much we Americans are obese and um, how much we're all fighting against things like diabetes and heart disease and so forth and how we're dying of all these diseases that are really optional. And so you've seen my bio, but I'll, I'll sort of tell your listeners my history. I started off um, and I, I grew up in the seventies and I grew up a little overweight. All right. I was always that chunky kid and you know, people made fun of me. Of course, childhood obesity back in the 70s is nothing like it is now. So I was one of the few kids that was really overweight, you know, growing up. And yeah. so I really, I really wanted to fight against that. Um, and I was able to hold that off 20s to 30s. I, kind of, I was working out a lot, trying to keep my weight down. But that was more about the aesthetic part of it. I wanted to look good and I didn't want people to make fun of me. I didn't want people to stare at me. But as I got older and got into working all the time, of course, you know what happens. I got so busy, I forgot about my body. And lo and behold, you know, in my 40s, I'm obese. I have high blood pressure. I'm pre-diabetic. I have chronic inflammation. I'm getting tendon trans. I had a tendon transplant because of the chronic inflammation. Dealing Whoa. with anxiety. All sorts of issues are going on in my body. And the funny thing is, and this is, I think, what happens with most people is you're still thinking, well, I'm going to get to it. I know it's important. And maybe you're, some, you're trying some things, but things don't really work. And for me, it took until my daughter was born 
and I'm an old father. Um, my daughter was born when I was 43 years old. Wow. And was that, was my, that your first, was that your first child? That's my only child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm thinking a lot of people are smart, right? They start at 20, you know, so by the time <laughs> their kids are 20. Young, I, I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can barely look after themselves at 20. So uh, exactly. I, I went you know? 30. I'm somewhere in the middle. I thought, Hey, I'm not going to get any more mature than this. So <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were yeah. See at 30, I was still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> But I had the similar sort of moment of like literally when you, your child's born, it does make you like stand up a little bit more like, right, you know, exactly. Someone else to think about here. <laughs> that was my awaken the alpha moment. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't do it for myself, apparently, you know, so I was I was finally able to do it for her. And I, I don't know how I mean, I projected into the future. That's what happened. I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, so I'm 43 now. I'm already sick. You know, doctors are trying to prescribe me medicine, give me surgery. I'm already sick. So where am I going to be 20 years from now when she's 20? I mean, that's not old. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be in my 60s, and am I still going to be around? I'm going to be walking. You know, what's going to happen when she's 30? And these are the sort of things going through my head. And then my biggest fear is I never wanted her to have to take care of me because yeah. of something that I could have done for myself. And that's really, because I, I see that, you know, I see a lot of people that are caretakers of, you know, their parents. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Because a lot of people yeah. like think the, you know, I won't be around seeing, but a lot of times, like you say, that that, that poor health that's just kind of deteriorate, they are around, but it's a, you know, it's a massive um, responsibility for, you, you, you know, people around you. Yeah, and, how, and how, do you, how does that make you feel? I mean, me personally, I would, I would feel embarrassed and helpless. Mm. And I never want to feel that way around my child. So that was, that was my, that was my moment. That's what pushed me. And so there's where my passion is because I come from the automotive industry and we work. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, what, what were you, you, that's what you was doing at 43. That's kind of, yeah. we had gone to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in the, I was starting automotive in the mid nineties and uh, in automotive, you work a lot of hours, either at the dealership, you're eating a bunch of crappy food and that kind of thing. And trust me, I am not the only person in the automotive industry that was completely out of shape. Yeah. So I, I see that all the time. So as I started to change, and of course, other people in the same situation would ask me what I was doing. And I realized I had a knack for helping other people achieve similar results. It just made me, it makes me happy. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, around this point, you've obviously, you've had your awakening, your alpha moment, your daughter's born. Um, so was there anyone apart from your daughter who kind of inspired you almost like helped you awaken your alpha from that period or was it very much a situation or very much a personal thing and you did this kind of by yourself or is there anyone who inspired you from that position like you've inspired people now was there anyone of you thought actually i want to you know get to this position or you know any figures like that yeah that's a good question so for me it was primarily personal i did go out seeking a lot of help um you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a particular person that I saw that, um, that, uh, that inspired me so much. Um, but I did see there were some other people in my industry that were able to stay healthy. And so it wasn't, I, I couldn't use the excuse anymore. Well, I'm in the automotive industry, so there's no way I'm going to be healthy because everybody's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, I did see some people that were able to do it. And so I would ask them, Hey, how are you, how are you doing this? And they just say, well, I just, I just do this every single day and I just watch this. And, and obviously there's a lot more to it, <laughs> you know, what you learn as you, as you start to go. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, 
I did everything. I read a bunch of books. I got coaches. I got personal trainers. I, I, did, I did all these different things to try to figure out what would work for me. Um, and it took, it took a couple of years before I really sort of nailed it down. Yeah. And, and now it's simple, you know. Cool. So in terms of that, so nailing it down, going through this process yourself, what would you say are some of the key things around not just, you know, in getting in good shape, but also more specifically for someone who's, you know, around the 40s and beyond? Or again, I know some people can be like 30 and uh, their body is like a 50-year-old. So someone who's let things slide, you know, maybe in a similar scenario to yourself. And I think at some point we all let, by our own standards, things slide a little bit. So what would you say are some uh, key things to be aware of? Oh, actually, that's, that's good you say that. Um, so awareness is, is actually the key, <laughs> right? Um, so when you say, when people let things slide, they tend to not be, they're not honest with themselves. And that's what happened with me. It's like, you're, you're always sort of thinking, well, I don't look that bad, or I don't feel that bad, or I always have more time, or, or these sort of things. And so the very first thing is, number one, being aware of your, yourself and really where you are and then being honest. And unfortunately for me, or maybe fortunately, I have a lot of really nice friends that would never tell me, <laughs> Jesse, you're, you're getting a little pudgy there. Yeah. You know? um, they would always say, you look great, man. You look, you talk, you look great. And yeah. that doesn't help. Yeah. It helps psychologically. And as a society, we, we, we're trying to be really nice to everybody and we don't want to let people know when they're fat. And I get it. I, that makes sense. Yeah. But the unfortunate thing is um, it, it really costs us in the long run for not being honest. Yeah. So I'd say the first thing is just be absolutely aware of where you are and where you want to be and then be honest about it. Huge. Yeah. I mean, that completely aligns with waking your alpha. It goes across all areas of life because it's, it's very easy to just, yeah, bury your head in the sand and these, uh, these, these things can escalate is that you know it's that either compounding effect in a positive way or a negative way of yep. you know, putting on a few pounds here and there and then they just add up and add up it's insidious you don't even feel it really happening you know yep. And yep. until maybe you look at a picture and uh you know it, 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 it'll shock you you know what are some of the things and again we're not saying this doesn't work for everyone what are some of the things that really didn't work for you because you tried a lot i could see that on your information what are some of the things that really um didn't work for you and also i mean we talked just before the interview, you, you said like you can't run now because a lot of people, you know, that's kind of the thought will go out for a jog on treadmills and different things like that. Um, and, but I think that highlights as well as how um, extreme you let it get for yourself and some of the, you know, the pitfalls of, of letting it slide that far. I think it's important. Sure, sure. Well, I'll talk about the not running thing first. So as I mentioned, I would always try things um, over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. I always try things to try to stay in shape. And so, you know, I was doing the beach body stuff, the P90X, and I would do the T25. And those were very, very intense workouts. And yeah, I've done the P90X, and, that, and, and, that, and I did that when I was fit. And that is hardcore, you know? That is hardcore, a, lot, yeah. a lot of impact as well. Yeah. A lot of impact. And yeah. it's something that you probably won't be able to keep up forever, you know? Um, but then the T25, especially, it's just a lot of just jumping up and down. And they do that in those videos for a reason. They got to keep you engaged otherwise why are you going to pay for a 30 minute video you're not going to pay for a 30 minute video somebody just doing curls you know yeah. so they got to make it all you're jumping around yeah. so i ended up damaging um it's called sesamoiditis where it's actually the um there's little bones under your the ball of your feet mm -hmm. and they're now the tissue around those is inflamed and 
So what happens is it got to the point where I couldn't really walk. You know, it gets really, really painful yeah. until you let that heal. But then if I jump up and down a whole lot, then it just inflames them again. So running for me is out, you know, mm. especially when I was 230, 240 pounds. It was just nuts. Yeah. I'm 185 now, but I, I don't think I'm going to try it. I don't need to. There's too many other things I can do besides that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, so the, the high impact things, I think that's important because a lot of people just go from like extreme and then they damage themselves like when they've maybe not been in shape. So, I mean, what, knowing what you did know now, how would you approach it differently? And what are some of the things that are working for you and your clients? And if someone comes to you who is in that stage that you, you know, you found yourself, what are some of the key steps? Obviously, we've got the awareness and maybe not just jumping up and down. Uh, is there any other key things? <laughs> any other yeah. key things you want? Yeah, so, yeah. so it's, it's really about habits and why. So when I, when I sit down with my clients, we always discuss why first and foremost. Because, again, for me, it took a massive why for me to make that shift and to stick with that shift. And then we start talking about... <clears throat> time how they spend their time because the biggest excuse for people saying they don't work out is because what because they say they don't have any time so we'll discuss that and then beyond that we'll talk about strategy and so for me what worked for me the, the thing that made the biggest difference was intermittent fasting mm, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 on board with this <laughs> oh, yeah, it's you? yeah and again i i know there are certain people that maybe it's not for but i find that especially for what my message is. My message isn't just the weight loss and the fitness. It's also the anti-aging. Intermittent fasting actually helps with all of those areas. And so I find it is the single most, it's the single easiest, most all-encompassing tactic you can use for weight loss and overall health. It's, it's, just, it's just simple and it works. Yeah. I like um, the flexibility in terms of, you know, if say your diet isn't as good as it could be, or you're going for a phase where it's maybe not on point as much as it usually is, it kind of the intermittent fasting aspect of it is kind of like the last thing to go. So even if you are like traveling and everything, you can still have control over that. I mean, you've yes. got control over it, but when you're putting a fix, for me, that's the last thing to go. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know it, it can, and it's very flexible. The eating window, you can adjust it to certain things. So it's the, it's the thing that, you know, over the last four years, um, generally it hasn't gone. It's, it's been flexible and it's stretched in different directions. And sometimes it's been more on point, but it's stayed consistent. And it's, uh, I, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely in agreement with you there. Well, you look good. So I guess, I guess it works. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. Well, we just talked yeah. So I'm this, I don't know when this interview will go out for when you're listed, but this is, um, uh, a few days, well, 48 hours before I run up the Red Bull 400 run. If you're not sure what that is, look at, look it up online. But it's where you run up a ski jump, um, and I've got a, I've got a, you know, a long-term knee injury. So running, general running, isn't for me. But this is what attracted me to because it's running. Well, running they call it, but more like climbing, clawing. So there's not going to be too much impact because there's not obviously, uh, it's not road running for starters, and you are, you know, <laughs> putting your legs up a hill and just sort of scrambling up there. So, right. anyway, so there's always different ways because again, long, long, the general running that a lot of people do, um, that's out for me as well. So uh, I can completely relate, and I just want people to, if they're listening to this, you know, get out of the excuse mindset because there's always something you can do. And again, sometimes you have to work and think really hard. What is that thing? But um, yeah, You're right. That's actually something because um, people will use injuries as an excuse to not work out. So yeah. their arm is injured, so they won't do anything. 
And I'm thinking there are so many things you can do. <laughs> yeah, their, their fingers in, injured, so that's it. Their body's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, well I, I can't I, I can't do anything, you know. Or I live too far from the gym, so I can't do anything. Okay, well, do you have a house? You know, do you have a room? Yeah. Do you have an office? You know, I mean, so yeah, eliminating excuses is key. Yeah. I mean, 100%, like when, when my knee was really bad and it was, you know, a couple of years of operations and, you know, rehab, I was like days after operations, I'm in the gym just like hanging on bars and doing everything but obviously around that area. Yes. Um, because, you know, the, it's, well, not just the physical side of things, but the mental side of things is, is huge when it comes to working out and not working out. Um, and like you say, you just got to have that mindset of work around. We've all got them around your issues, your problems, uh, your injuries. Yeah, yeah. Every everybody's got them. Everybody has time constraints. Everybody has physical constraints. Everybody has family obligations. Everybody has to work. But that's no excuse not to take care of yourself. Yeah. That, that's that's the bottom line. When was a time sort of we talked about this journey? And I'm sure there's many times where there were lows, but a particular. Um, I mean, it might have, it sounded like when obviously your daughter was born. That was the kind of the moment when you realized. But when was the the biggest challenge or um, kind of this, the, the, the biggest struggle you had in this journey? Was it before that or it might have been once you decided that, yeah, I'm going to do this, you, it sounds like you got a bit of momentum. But when was a time when it, it really was tough and it's not just like, oh, I've made a decision, I'm moving through. When was a time where it was like a, a real challenge for you? You know, it, 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 was, it was a real challenge until I figured it out because I've been yo-yo dieting most of my life, you know, so... I don't know if you remember years back, there was a diet called the HCG diet, for instance. Oh, no, I don't remember that one. <laughs> the HCG diet was a diet that was based on a female pregnancy hormone. Like, that's how they sold it to wow. us. Wow. Okay. okay. The idea is, is you could either order the drops and you could put them under your tongue, right? Yeah. Or you would get injections, you know, from the doctor. And then you would combine that with a 500-calorie-a-day diet. So... I hopped on the HCG diet. I was determined to lose this weight. I was on it for six weeks. I lost a ton of weight. I was like, holy, man, this thing is awesome. This is yeah. the greatest thing ever. But as you know, when you do these crazy diets, and I didn't fully understand all the, all the reasoning behind that, is, of course, if I'm losing that kind of weight that fast, it's not all fat. Mm. And so I lost all the weight, and I gained it all back, plus, um, you know, within a year. And that was my biggest struggle is being able to figure out how to consistently lose the weight and then keep it off. So even once I made this decision, it took a while to really figure that out. Yeah. And like I said, I just, I just had to consult a bunch of people and a bunch of books and, and it, that was a struggle. I was going to say, you must've felt like, cause obviously you're, you're putting in the work, the effort and that's, you know, it's not nice doing all them things and then it will all coming off and then ultimately being back to square one and in some ways worse, but at least you've got the, the knowledge of going through it. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that's the thing. It's, it's the info. The info we're getting is so conflicting mm. and the media is giving us this message about drop 40 pounds in 40 days and all this sort of stuff. And it's, it's just the wrong message. And so people are people just like me, they're struggling. They'll, they'll lose a bunch of weight or they'll fail because they're on these super restrictive diets and then they'll go right back and gain the weight again. It's awful. Yeah. Right. We've made it to the alpha round and I want to start this off with, is there a particular book or books that were either impactful for you and it could have nothing to do with, you know, fit beyond 40 and we'll talk about your book as well. I'll mention it again yeah. there that was impactful for you or even one that you, you recommend to other people around this subject or it could be, you know, just 
nothing to do with that, just one that you read at the right time? Sure, sure. I have a couple of books. Um, so The Plant Paradox by Stephen Gundry. Um, that book was, was instrumental um, in helping me understand how food affected my body. And that book is about, it's called The Plant Paradox, and people think it means it's a vegetarian book, but that's not what it is. The paradox of plants, he's saying, is that there are plenty of plants that we think are healthy, but because of their negative lectin content, they have these, these lectins that are plant defense organisms. Mm -hmm. Because of that content, those plants actually poison us and hurt our bodies. And the most popular or famous lectin would be gluten, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of lectins out there. And so I read that book and I started following a lot of those, um, that, um, his advice, and it significantly helped me and my body and helped it repair and lower inflammation. It was great. So that's a good book. Awesome. Good recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, another book I read is called uh, Executive Toughness by Jason Selk. Okay. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. That one, that one is, is uh, it's, it's a super powerful book about productivity and inner strength. So basically just, you know, getting yourself to do what needs to be done, period. You know, it's, it's that book really helped me too. Awesome. Is there a particular quote that is either one of your favorite quotes or just like really sums up how you like to approach life? Yeah. You know, I mean, there is no try only do is, uh, you know, I mean, Yoda's pretty <laughs> much right. I love, I love that yeah. one. Yeah. Do or do not. And that's, and that's it. Um, do or do not. Brilliant. Um, is there a particular, and I'm going to, you can, no, you, I'm going to take working out away from you, but in, unless it's something specific within that, is there a particular okay. alpha habit that you like to do every day or if not every day, very regularly. And if you don't do it, you feel like you're off your game. You feel like you're letting things slip. So a, a habit that's kind of essential to you and, and, you know, being fit beyond 40 and just not just physically fit, mentally fit and just lifestyle. Wow. Um, you're taking, you're taking working out away from me. Well, unless there's anything specific, <laughs> because I know that's going to be your answer. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't work out absolutely every day, but, um, but, you know, it's, it's just the habit of being aware because the habit of being aware of what I do with my body, what I put in my body and how I spend my time, awareness is the single most important habit for me. Because once I, I'll give you for instance, so I started off tracking my food a long time ago. All right, I used MyFitnessPal to do it. But at this, at this juncture, since I, I've been doing it for so long, I don't actually need to do it every day. But I find that if I, if, I don't, if I don't pay real attention to what I eat during the day, I don't care as much about what I eat during the day. So um, if, I, if I go, okay, well, today's going to be one of those days where I'm going to make sure I'm not eating anything unhealthy. I'm just going to focus on my whole foods today. All right, that's what I'm going to focus on. Then the day's great. But if I decide I'm not really going to pay any attention, then I guarantee you I will overeat a bunch of crap I don't need to eat. So awareness for me is just a very important habit. Definitely. Awesome. From your network, um, and it could be someone you know, ideally, or it may just be someone would be your dream interview. Who would you recommend that I interview for Awaken Your Alpha? Oh, man, that's a question I wasn't expecting. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know why my brain is blanking right now, but I'm just thinking, um, health and fitness wise. I mean, I've got, I've got a lot of successful entrepreneur friends, but most of them are unhealthy. So there's <laughs> not quite the fit. Yeah, 
that, that, glad that, I'm glad you're saying that. It's yeah, you need you need kind of at least you know you can't be super super unfit. And yeah, I need want the. Uh, there's my challenge, and, yeah. and it's so funny when I talk to them because they're all they're always like, well, you know, I, I want to be like you, Jesse. I want to, but I just don't have time. And I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, but and they're my friends, but that that's the yeah. way it works. So. Yeah. Okay, and when it comes to clients you work with what are some of the biggest i know we talked about lack of time and we probably covered some aspects of it what are some of the biggest hurdles or maybe misconceptions or things people come to you with and they've got kind of in their head this is the way to do it and you have to kind of reframe reframe things what ultimately what are some of the the common mistakes that you see right so most of my clients that come to me their whole thought process is I need to lose 30 pounds. I need to lose 40 pounds. And in their mind, that's how things work because that's the way things have always worked. I go on a diet, I lose 30 or 40 pounds or whatever it is. But that's what's gotten them where they are now. And so I teach them that the pounds are not what's important. What's important is the body composition. And then I teach them to appreciate that and take the scale with a grain of salt. You know, but also take into place the mirror and take into, take into play how you feel and, and how you look and so those sort of things. But that, that's the biggest misconception is they all just want to lose 40 pounds because that's what the media says to lose. And, you know, I've, I've gone, I've had clients that have lost 20 pounds of fat, but at the same time during the course they gained 10 pounds of lean body weight. So the scale says they lost 10 pounds. Yeah. You know, but they need to be happy with that. They look way better. Yeah. But they did lose, you know, 20 pounds of fat. It's great. And then also just restructuring their habits because most people have habits that may not be aligned with health. And whether it's a habit that is just snacking on a bunch of crap just throughout the day mindlessly, you know, who, who knows who knows really what it is, you know, or it could be a habit of just not getting enough sleep. And a lot of people just say they don't get enough sleep, but it turns out they watch three hours of Kardashians every single night before they yep. go to bed. So if you're aware again of, of that, and that's what I do, I just try to make them aware of really where their time is going and how, what, what sort of habits they have that might be counterproductive to where they want to go. Awesome. And uh, what's the best way for people to connect you if they want to find out more? And I know we mentioned you've got your Fit Beyond 40 book that yeah. I believe people can reach out and get a copy of. For free, if I've got this right. Uh, absolutely, 100% <laughs> so, free, of course. Yeah, they go to a fitbeyond40book.com and uh, they just go right there and then get that book for free. And then also, I do do uh, breakthrough strategy sessions. So, and that is absolutely free as well. They can visit my website at fitbeyond40.life. That's fitbeyond40.life. And then go there, find out all about me. And they can register for a strategy session there if they would like. Awesome. Well, I mean, Jesse, we're pretty much done here. I mean, is there any parting words you'd like to leave the the listeners with around this whole concept of being fit beyond 40? Anything you feel is left unsaid at this moment? I mean, I think, I think we said it all, but I mean, to, to your show's point, I mean, if you're over 40 and you haven't awakened your alpha yet, it is definitely time to get to work because we are limited in the amount of time we have. And if we don't awaken our alpha, then we have even less time available to us than we would if we had done the work to awaken our alpha. So um, your show is right on point. I, I, I love it. Thanks so much for having me here, man. Awesome. It's been a pleasure, Jesse. Thank you. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.
This episode is sponsored by TEDxCelerator. Do you want to do your TEDx talk? If the answer to that is yes in any way, shape or form, or you've always thought that would be a cool thing to do, if you've got any questions, Chris, please do reach out to me. UK at me.com is my personal email. That will jump straight to me. TED Accelerator enrollment is open three times a year, so please do reach out. We may be just about to start one. We may be in the middle of one. We may be just about to finish one. Main thing is, reach out today to secure your spot on the next upcoming TED Accelerator. It's best time to start taking action on this is today, and so we'll get you secured when the next group goes through. Also, if you want this to happen now, 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 there's also ways we can accommodate you in more of a one-to-one bespoke manner. All right, speak to you soon. This is Jesse Walker, anti-aging warrior and fitness evangelist. I just recently read Awaken Your Alpha by Adam Lewis Walker, and I will tell you that is a phenomenal book. I'm one of those people that I made a big change later in my life in my 40s, and it is really awakening my alpha. He just sort of brought me back to what I was doing. So if you are somebody that wants to awaken your alpha, somebody that wants to take their life to the next level, I definitely recommend Awaken Your Alpha. It will change your life.